Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. You know, I don't know if you all have been sort of paying attention to what's going on in our pop culture right now, but certainly we are getting more information, more movies, more television series that have to do with astronauts, astro travel, having to do with what rockets may or may not be about. But the bottom line is it's about science. And so today, I'm really thrilled to have Ray Currents joining me here today, Senior Vice President, Corporate Affairs of Bayer. Ray, look, I know that you know this, right? So I'm kind of, I'm kind of repeating myself. But all of a sudden, it seems like we are talking more about rockets, more about what's going on in the sciences, more engagement, more creative ways to get our kids engaged. What do you think that's about? Well, Dr. Pat, I, I think as you and I both know, and I think we've discussed in the past, I mean, the interest in STEM education, thankfully, is growing. While we do have a, a, a challenge here in this great nation of ours where we don't have enough STEM graduates to fill those engineering jobs, those scientific jobs, we are seeing definitely an influx of, of greater interest. I think a lot of it has to do with companies not just like Bayer, but other corporations and institutions, both academic and other, working together to try and find a solution. And so, you know, we're proud to be a part of it. We, we launched our Making Science Make Sense program 20 plus years ago, which is based on getting K through 12 kids more interested in STEM. We're seeing some real success based on, on the roots of, of those efforts. But I think the opportunity for us here is to work together with like-minded organizations, which is what we're doing here with the Alka Rocket Challenge. And for our listeners who may not understand what STEM stands for, give us a quick rundown. Sure. STEM, STEM is the area of science, technology, engineering, and math. It is the sciences overall. And it's the abilities that we're looking for more innovators. We're looking for people who can help create either be that next medicine or that next application that is going to help make our lives easier, help us live longer and healthier lives. And the, the cause of what we're looking at here is that as, as technology grows, we need more folks to help continue to advance and, and find the next level of innovation. And that happens at some very early ages. And so that's why, you know, Bayer as a science-based company has been so committed to STEM for so many years. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was a couple of days ago, I'm trying to keep track of time here, that we shot a rocket off to Mercury, I think it is. Um, and so the buzzwords was, oh, that's kind of cool. But the follow-up was, what? five years to get information back. And I think that what we're seeing is a real hunger 
for what makes sense in the sciences, a real hunger to see more and more results. So the question is, what are you all doing to really elevate and engage here with the challenge? Well, as I mentioned, uh, Dr. Pat, we started this program about 20 plus years ago, Making Science Make Sense. And you can, you can find a lot of information on the exact website, makingsciencemakesense.com. It's a K through 12 education-based initiative led by bare employees across America. And so we literally go into schools and we help kids with hands-on science experiments that we know piques their interest. You know, one of the sad things that we have found in a survey that we've done every couple of years for the last 20 years is that kids particularly lose interest in the early school days, let's say in middle school. And of those students, um, girls lose more interest quicker and minorities lose um, interest even more so. And so the challenge of that is, if they're in middle school and they're losing interest then, how when they get to the later years of their education, can they actually find themselves in a way where they become the engineers or the mathematicians or the innovator? So we thought, what a great opportunity to take you know, what we believe in, which is science, bring it to the school base, get the kids excited, help, help lift that spark, because you don't know what's gonna actually gonna spark the next kid. So, however, that being said, for this Alcaraca Challenge, She's the first African-American woman in space. She's been an ambassador for about 23 plus years. She's working with the executive editor of Scientific American and the president of the National Association of Rocketry. And so these four judges are going to help judge our Alka rocket finalists, and they're going to help decide who goes to the Kennedy Space Center to launch their rocket to hopefully win the prize money and hopefully break a record uh, in the Guinness World Records. You know, this is really, for many people, it's, it's, I think it's really a new, let me just call it a new excitement as we look towards the sciences, especially as we look towards the stars. Um, we're seeing it across the board. And, and I think that for somebody like me that was around sort of the early days of, oh my gosh, are we really going there? Are we really landing on there? Are we really doing that? Um, you know, it is a new excitement. And thanks to you and uh, what Bear is doing, we're, we're really having to continue to remind people of the importance of making science make sense. And I want to just tell everybody, makingsciencemakesense.com. I mean, it really has to be an opportunity for all. Doesn't this challenge really open up the door for that? And what is uh, Bear's overall commitment to making sure we don't forget how important this is. Dr. Pat, I appreciate you bringing up the commitment. Um, about three or four years ago, we, building upon our successful Making Science Make Sense program, we made a commitment to society that we were going to have one million new STEM engagements in America by the year 2020. One million. I'm happy to report, Dr. Pat, that we are just about reaching that goal as we speak, so we're going to beat it by well over a year and a half. And so we're going to exceed it significantly. And we're proud of that only because these initiatives are being done by bare employees. I mean, these are not just a bunch of folks we've hired to run around the countryside. No, these are full-time employees who are going into schools, who are going to state fairs, who are working with the 4-H and the FFA. And they're working with boys and girls clubs all across America to try and help them understand the importance of science. Because as you described, 
you know, the early days in, in the space race that I remember clearly as well as, as a child, I look to my own children and I want them to shoot for the stars. I want them to see what's the possibility that's out there. If we don't put the foundation in place for them, they'll never be able to achieve it. And so we're just excited to be a part of society trying to figure out how to help kids see the bright future that's in front of them and help them take those next leaps that'll hopefully do what you described earlier, which is, you know, sending, sending rockets into, into outer space to, to uh, lands we've never seen before, going deep exploration into the oceans. I mean, the opportunity is vast, but we have to make sure we're helping direct our kids and setting the foundation for them. Well, you know, one of the things I want to ask you is, as you uh, talk to so many people and as yourself are engaged in this, you know, what do you see, if I might ask you, what do you see as a major block uh, or challenge for us to really embed this in our culture? And, and what do you see as some of the ways that we can literally maintain and create a culture of not just highly qualified people, but people that are so engaged that they're excited to be part of science and math and all of the above. What I love the best about the role that I play for this great company is I, I'm allowed to be an ambassador to what you just described. The ability for, for me to work with legislators all across this, this country of ours, both federal and state and local, to share the insights, to bring students directly to legislators, to help educate them on the need for more STEM education and more support in the STEM field, mm -hmm. to work with other corporations and uh, non-governmental organizations where we can partner together. Because I, I truly believe, and we believe as a company, no one organization can do it all. I mean, you're, the ability to partner with like-minded institutions and organizations and people, I mean, that's what's going to solve it. This is a full societal challenge that we face. And if we don't band together to work together uh, to continue to try and educate our, our youth in that there is a greater opportunity in front of you and that if you put your mind to it and you do your, you know, you, you, you study. I'm a father of three kids. And again, I look at my own kids and I think, what is their future going to look like if we don't put the proper foundation in place for them? <clears throat> Pardon me. So the opportunity we have is, is, is a big one. It's a big one. The challenge is big. The opportunity is bigger. And so talking with Dr. Pat, talking with someone like you who clearly understands and gets it, I want to thank you for your commitment to STEM and your commitment to the discussion because we need to bring this to the forefront of society. Yeah, I agree. Now, let's give people some, like I call it, nitty-gritty nitty, information. First of all, what schools were participating in this? What, what is the winning prize? And how can we get people engaged here to go for it? Well, so we, we're proud that we have now 14 universities from across America that, that are in, in our final stages here that will be judged upon by the judges, and we'll bring it down to four plus a fan favorite, which I'll talk about in a second. And we've got schools from the University of Minnesota, who is the, the ranking uh, winner from last year, Rutgers University, Auburn University, University of Georgia, California Polytech, right across the University of Florida, Oregon State, uh, Texas Tech. And we're really excited. All of these schools, you'll see information about them up on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash bear United States, all one word, because, you know, we're a global company, and yeah. we got to make sure we send folks to the right Facebook thing. So it's facebook.com slash bear United States, and you'll see the, the students, the teams, their rockets, 
uh, videos of them. It's very exciting. I mean, it's, you, you get, you'll get sucked into the page pretty quickly because uh, you'll see the energy and enthusiasm coming from these students. So we're, we're, we're pretty excited about what's coming, what's coming in front of us. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I think I'd be remiss in, in talking with you about is does our, our media slash uh, pop culture. Do, do, do we do enough in media around this? Because the reason I'm asking you this question is because certainly for us, we are launching a science channel, so to speak, here coming up next year for us. Um, but, but again, unless I hear from companies like you and doing something like this, we just don't hear enough about it. Um, what, what do you think we could do better in the media? And I don't take it personally, so go, you know, let me have it. <laughs> well, listen, as, as, a love, as a love of freedom of the press yep. and, and our journalists and as a longstanding member of the National Press Association yeah. annual gala dinner that I've been a member for many years <laughs> and a supporter of the Foreign Press Association, I believe the freedom of the press is one of the most important things we have in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are so many things that I think the media has been asked to cover. I don't have to tell you the challenges our yeah. our press industry has faced with uh, with budget cuts and yeah. other challenges like that. So I think, as opposed to looking at it as what the media can do more of, I think it's the again I bring it back to what can we collectively do more of? What should corporations like like Bayer and mm -hmm. others be doing to partner with institutions like? Uh, Scientific American, who's one of our partners in this in this particular yeah. challenge, we need to collectively work together to solve. This is not this is not a media challenge or problem. It's it's there's so many things I think on their plate that we have to show them the value of this brings. And this is why I come back to, you know, let's work together to solve the challenge. It, no one institution, no one news organization can do it. Collectively, we are way stronger. We've learned that when we were in kindergarten. We are way stronger together than we are separately. Wow. You know, Ray, thank you so much for today. I, I can't thank you enough for all that you do. Again, give out the website and uh, please, a uh, personal message. What do you want to leave us with today? So, look, at the, at the end of the day, STEM education is something where we all as Americans need to focus our attention on. We need the next engineers, the next mathematicians, the next scientists to help us live a longer, healthier lives. So we're going to have fun on, on December 12th at Kennedy Space Center, launching some rockets, bringing some attention to STEM. So I ask your listeners to please go to facebook.com slash bear, B-A-Y-E-R, United States, all together, one, one word. And you'll be able to vote on your favorite school. Your, maybe your alma mater's in there. Maybe a school of interest is in there for you. And the fan favorite will join the four others selected by our judges, and they'll launch some rockets. They'll win some prize money. They'll hopefully get a, a space, and the, they break a record, and they get this work a world, world record. And at the end of the day, we'll have some fun doing it, but the attention is about the actual challenge, which is more interest in STEM education in the United States. Awesome. Thank you so much for everything. Yeah, we have liftoff, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you struggling with neck, back, shoulder pain, or postural issues? 
who actually might have a related bra problem. Talk to Maria Monti at The Healthy Bra Company. She is a professional postural therapist who offers custom-fitted, custom-altered bras in 2,500 size combinations specific to your body type, shape, size, anatomical features, and breast weight. Call Maria today to find out more at 360-815-3205. The Empty Toolbox. Fire it up, fill it up, and flow it up with Meg Thompson. Tune in the first Wednesday every month, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to engage in the three essential F's of an overflowing toolbox. If you are looking for strategies that work and how to implement them, the Empty Toolbox is for you. For more information or to listen to this show, visit MegThompson.com. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so thrilled that Ray Hurd is joining us here today. He's the Deputy Consortium Administrator for the Consortium of, for Health Plans Operations and Regional Administration uh, for Boston and New York Regional Offices. But more importantly, he is a major spokesperson when it comes to Medicare open enrollment. And the reason that this is so important is if you're anything like me, you don't want to wait till the last minute to get educated, to get informed. So today, Ray is gonna take us on a journey in terms of what does it mean as the regional administrator for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and why that's important. You heard me mention his background, so you know that he knows why this is important. Let's kick it off. Ray, great to have you here, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, look, I know what it's like to wait until the last minute and then try to get caught up. And that's why we're doing these interviews, because we're saying to folks, look, there are ways that you can find out about what's going on, but also you need to be educated as to what the many options are. So what does open enrollment do? When does it begin and when does it end? So open enrollment runs every year from October 15th to December 7th. And that's the time when our Medicare enrollees have the opportunity to review their current health needs and their current health plans and determine if they need to make a change. And and this is it. You have till December 7th to make that change. So, you know, as we get to learn more and more about this, um, what do Medicare beneficiaries need to do during this period? I mean, I just mentioned that educate information, but also these interviews today are providing education and information for people. Sure. So let's walk through a few steps. The first thing is you need to think about what's the most important thing to you. Um, 
Every year, health insurance plans and prescription drug plans may change what they cover, or they may change their prescription drug coverage, or they may change their network of doctors. And so the first thing you need to do is look and see what's changed in your plan to make sure that your needs are still going to be met starting next year. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to assess your own personal health needs. Has your um, health changed to a point where you're adding a new prescription? Well, does your health plan cover that new prescription? If not, you may want to shop for one that does, and this is the time to do that. And as you're shopping, you need to think about, you know, what type of coverage is right for me? I mean, there's many different options in the Medicare programs. And so uh, on Medicare.gov, we have a new tool that's called Compare Coverage Options. Mm -hmm. And this tool will ask you five simple questions to sort of help steer you as to which path you may want to take in Medicare. And then the next step is sort of compare your out-of-pocket costs. There's a um, comparison tool called Estimate Medicare Costs that will show you what your out-of-pocket costs may be with traditional Medicare versus having a Medicare Advantage plan. And then you need to shop and pick a plan. And even online on Medicare.gov, there's a compare tool that lets you compare different plans so you can see what might be right for you. Well, I I think that this is really cool that you guys have created this tool because I think people don't know one where to begin. And having a tool that allows us to go and explore, well, this is my current situation or this is what I think I need or this is where I think I'm going to be, is really an easy way for folks to make some educated and informed decisions, right? Um, There's also a question around this about who should consider uh, looking at open enrollment. Sometimes we think, well, wait a minute, I already have Medicare, why do I wanna look at this? And I think that's probably uh, important to address because sometimes things are changing. And then also, you're gonna have to decide whether you wanna take advantage of the Medicare Advantage plan, right? Well, absolutely, and so there are several considerations. I mean, one, of course, is is financially. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. different Medicare Advantage plans have different premiums, but you might save on your overall out-of-pocket costs as opposed to just sticking with traditional Medicare. And then the other exciting part about Medicare Advantage plans is that it covers supplemental benefits that traditional Medicare doesn't cover. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you talk things like vision or hearing or dental, traditional Medicare doesn't cover those. So you might be able to find a plan that covers those and meets your needs. Um, what are you finding are the most questions that people have this time of year? You know, I know you've been doing this for a really a long time, and I know that you talk to the citizens and people about what their needs are and what they want to know more about. Where do you think uh, is the most confusion for people and what you provide uh, the most information on? Is it prescription drug plans? What, what do you think it is uh, today? So the big thing today is definitely focused on prescription drugs. More people are getting more prescriptions, Mm -hmm. and and, um, the costs, of course, everyone knows are going up. Mm -hmm. So uh, most Medicare Advantage plans cover your prescription drugs in addition, so you don't have to get a standalone prescription drug plan. Um, But that's the other crux of what people ask is, how do I know what's right for me? And so, as I said, you you can look at Medicare.gov, but we haven't said this yet. We can also provide personal assistance. You can call 1-800-MEDICARE 
and talk to a customer service rep anytime you have any questions on Medicare, and they will help you to walk through your choices or maybe explain some things for you. But we also have local assistance. So every state has a state health insurance assistance program, and you can make an appointment with a local counselor that can sit down with you and help you sort of navigate all these different choices that you may have. Wow. Um you know, can you mention again, because I think this is important, I can't say it enough, where do people go to find out more about this? And then again, if you just walk us through the tool you mentioned a little bit, so we can tell our listeners what exactly the tool will help them with. Sure. So um, the first place they can go, if you want to go online, is medicare.gov. And on medicare.gov, there's basically three tools. There's compare coverage options, which asks you five simple questions to sort of help you decide which Medicare program may be good for you. And then the second one is estimate Medicare costs. And that one will compare your out-of-pocket costs from traditional Medicare versus different Medicare Advantage plans. And then the third tool is find health and drug plans where You can select different plans to compare them, and then you can actually enroll right there online. Or you can call 1-800-MEDICARE and talk to a customer service rep. And if you're interested in having live, face-to-face local help, you can call 1-800-MEDICARE, and they will give you the contact information for your local state health insurance assistance program, which we call SHIP. Um, And you can schedule an appointment to sit down with somebody. Mm. Okay, the famous question that most people really worry about is, look, what are the possibilities if for some reason I'm not hearing this or I'm not able for whatever reason to make it for this deadline? Are there options for people? So once December 7th passes, unfortunately, the deadline is the deadline. And if you want to make any changes or pick a plan, you'll have to wait until next October 15th. So take action before December 7th. Um, You know, from your perspective, uh, what do you see this year with this open enrollment? What is new? What should people be more mindful of today, perhaps that uh, has changed or that would help them more or that would give them more choices? Because sometimes we just think, oh, I've already enrolled. Uh, There's nothing for me to know about. But I think you touched upon a couple of things. Um, what would you say uh, you're most excited about for this open enrollment this year? So as we improve the Medicare program year after year, we've really expanded the supplemental benefits that Medicare Advantage plans can offer. And so it's really worth taking a look to see, you know, what additional benefits you might be able to get through a plan that you don't get in traditional Medicare, or maybe that your current plan doesn't cover. Uh, I mean, going forward, not necessarily this year, but in years to come, there might be expanded telehealth. So that's one reason to look. But as I said earlier, you know, if you're interested in hearing or vision or dental, it's really worthwhile to look at some of these Medicare Advantage plans and see what additional benefits you can get. Wow. Thank you so much for today. Really appreciate your time today. I know you're busy going off and doing a whole bunch of these interviews to get the word out. Want to make sure that, again, folks know about this as well as your personal message. What would you like to leave us with today? Well, take the opportunity before December 7th to look at the different options that are available to you and take the time to make the best choice to meet your needs going into next year. Awesome. And again, what's that website? 
It's Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Thank you so much. Ray Hurd, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back.